Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Poets' Corner, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner, In Defense of Christianity. This segment is from Edmund Spencer's The Fairy Queen, Book 1, Canto 9, Part 2, Episode 24. Podcast 158 is entitled, Gloriana, King of Fairyland. In the previous podcast, we learn of King Arthur's lineage. As a child, he was taken from his parents and taught the ways of knighthood by Old Timon under the direction of the magician Merlin. Even in his youth, Arthur was anxious to serve God, queen, and country, and make a name for himself in fairyland. King Arthur, referred to here as Prince Arthur, for though he is of royal birth, he is not yet king, has gained much wisdom. He understands warfare. He talks about the uncertainty of earthly life, and those who put their trust in the arm of flesh and boast of their own powers will be the first to fall. But all in vain. No fort can be so strong, ne fleshly breast can armed be so sound, but will at last be won with battery long or unawares a disadvantage found. Nothing is sure that grows on earthly ground, and who most trusts in arm of fleshy might, and boasts in beauty's chain not to be bound, doth soonest fall in disadventurous fight, and yields his caitive neck to victor's most despite. Spencer is referring to a well-known scripture in Jeremiah 17. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. The key to King Arthur's power is his faith in God. Christians through the ages have used the stories of King Arthur to teach the heavenly virtues. King Arthur is a symbol of all the virtues. The Red Cross Knight tells Una to make Prince Arthur her example. He uses the phrase, hapless or unlucky joy, a stark contradiction. Was she unlucky because her parents were imprisoned by the dragon? Was she unlucky because she was deceived like himself by Archimago? Or was she unlucky because she chose the Red Cross Knight to be her champion? But the Red Cross Knight does add, in addition to making an example of Prince Arthur, to make example of myself now needed. In other words, the Red Cross Knight, like Prince Arthur, is also in love with Gloriana, the Queen of Fairies, who symbolizes both queen and country. The Red Cross Knight confesses to his folly of looser life and heat of hardiment. However, as he pursued the fairy queen, heaven seemed to smile upon him. In sample make of him your hapless joy, and of myself now made it, as you see, whose prouder vaunt, that proud avenging boy, did soon pluck down and curbed my liberty. For on a day pricked forth my jollity of looser life, and heat of hardiment, ranging the forest wide on coarser free, the fields, the floods, the heavens with one content, did seem to laugh on me and favor my intent. 
Growing weary of his sport, the Red Cross Knight climbed down from his lofty horse. He lay on the soft grass using his helmet as a pillow. As the sweet moisture bathed all of his senses, he had a dream or vision. A royal maid lay down beside him and stole his heart. No sun ever shone on so fair a creature. There wearied with my sport, I did alight from lofty steed, and down to sleep me laid. The verdant grass my couch did goodly dight, and pillow was my helmet fair displayed. While every sense the humor sweet embayed, and slumbering soft, my heart did steal away. Me seemed, by my side a royal maid, her dainty limbs full softly down did lay. So fair a creature yet saw never sunny day. The knight was overjoyed as the royal maid, meaning the fairy queen, commanded him to love her above all else. He felt her love for him. It was a great epiphany. His heart was ravished with delight. No man living had ever heard such wonderful words as she delivered all that night, and as the royal maid left, she told him she was the queen of fairies. That night changed the course of his life. Most goodly glee and lovely bandishments she to me made and bade me love her dear, for dearly sure her love was to me bent, and when just time expired should appear. But whether dreams delude or true it were, was never heart so ravished with delight, ne living man like words did ever hear, as she to me delivered all that night, and at her parting said, She, Queen of Fairies, height. When the Red Cross Knight awakened, only the pressed grass indicated that she had been there. He cried with joy, and from that time forth he loved her with a divine love. He bent all of his energy to find her, and vowed never to rest until he had found her. For nine months he sought in vain. When I awoke, and found her place devoid, and not but pressed grass where she had lain, I sorrowed all so much as erst I joyed and washed all her place with watery eyne. From that day forth I loved that face divine. From that day forth I cast in careful mind to seek her out with labor and long time, and never vow to rest till her I find. Nine months I seek in vain, yet nil that vow unbind. As the Red Cross Knight spoke, he grew pale. The change betrayed his great passion, even though he tried to hide his sorrow. The kind Una said, speaking both of the Red Cross Knight and Prince Arthur, O happy queen of fairies that has such champions! Such love is very rare. Thus as he spake, his visage waxed pale, and change of hue great passion did bewray. Yet still he strove to cloak his inward bell, and hide the smoke that did his fire display. Tell gentle Una thus to him gan say, O happy queen of fairies, that hast found amongst many one that with his prowess may defend thine honor and thy foes confound. True loves are often sown, but seldom grow on ground. The Red Cross Knight tells Una that next to his love for Gloriana, the queen of fairies, Una shall have place in his heart. Gloriana symbolizes country. Una symbolizes oneness, or faithfulness, or truth, for she never gave up on the Red Cross Knight, even though he abandoned her. He praises Una, saying she is the fairest lady who ever lived, 
full of heavenly light, whose tremendous faith was the strongest even while he lay in the giant's dungeon. The Red Cross Knight then says to Prince Arthur, My Lord, the patron of my life, only through his powers was he saved from the giant and the wicked Duessa. None were more worthy than Prince Arthur. Thine, oh then, said the gentle Red Cross Knight, next to that lady's love shall be the place of fairest virgin, full of heavenly light, whose wondrous faith, exceedingly earthy race, was firmest fixed in mine extremest case. And you, my lord, the patron of my life, of that great queen, may well gain worthy grace, for only worthy you through prowess brief, if living man mote worthy be, to be her leaf. All three discoursed of their virtuous loves. They must now sadly part. Prince Arthur wants to pursue his voyage, and Una wants to free her parents from the dragon. They bond in a fast friendship that will last forever. As custom among knights, they exchange gifts. They clasp their right hands as a sign of their gratitude and loyalty and love for one another. They make a pledge of their loyalty. So diversely discoursing of their loves, the golden sun, his glistening head, Ganshu, and sad remembrance now the prince moves with fresh desire his voyage to pursue. All's Una earned her travail to renew. Then those two knights, fast friendship for to bind, and love established each to other true, gave goodly gifts, the signs of grateful mind, and eke the pledges firm, right hands together joined. Prince Arthur gave a box of diamonds arched with gold and other gorgeous ornaments. Also included was a liquid of magic powers. If they put a drop on any wound, it would heal. In return, the Red Cross Knight gave Arthur a book of the New Testament. Remember, the Red Cross Knight symbolizes holiness. In this case, he symbolizes the Reformed Church of Christ. The book was inscribed with golden letters. As Arthur gave a vial of magic liquid to heal the body, the Red Cross Knight gave a book to heal the soul. Prince Arthur gave a box of diamond shore embowed with gold and gorgeous ornament, wherein were closed few drops of liquor pure of wondrous worth and virtue excellent, that any wound could heal incontinent. Which to requite the Red Cross Knight he gave a book, wherein his Savior's testament was writ with golden letters rich and brave, a work of wondrous grace and able souls to save. In joy they parted. Arthur left to seek his love, Gloriana. Una and the Red Cross Knight left to free Una's parents from the dragon. However, the Red Cross Knight was still very weak from his three months' imprisonment in the giant's dungeon. Una knew that. She noticed his shrunken sinews and therefore would not allow him to fight the dragon till he was recovered from his former strength. Una is incredibly wise. The Red Cross Knight was no longer the knight in shining armor that was commanded to aid her by Gloriana herself. He had been seduced by the wicked Duessa. Symbolically, he drank from the cursed waters that drained him of all his powers. For that reason only, the giant defeated him in battle. Not only that, he had been cast into a dungeon and withheld from sunlight and food and water, and was left there by Duessa to languish and die. Before the Red Cross Knight could challenge the dragon, which was far more powerful than Orgoglio, the giant, and the wicked witch Duessa, the Red Cross Knight had to recover his full powers. 
Thus then they parted, Arthur on his way to seek his love, and the other for to fight with Une's foe, and all her realm did pray. But she, now wane the decayed plight and shrunken sinews of her chosen knight, would not a while her forward course pursue, ne bring him forth in face of dreadful fight, till he recovered had his former hue. For him to be yet weak and weary well she knew. Please join us next week as we further follow the perilous adventures of the Red Cross Knight. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.